Hello, beautiful. I'm your host, Samantha Roberto, founder of the Vibrancy Method program, and I am honored to be your life and mindset coach today. I believe we are most vibrant when we are authentically ourselves, and quite often, it's our challenging moments in life that shape us to be that best version. I also believe that deep down, we all have an unshakable confidence within us, and sometimes we just need to be reminded of the light within and who we truly are. So here, we share empowered women's stories to highlight the importance of honoring the journey and to learn from their life. We've got a great episode for you today, so let's get to it. Yeah, so we were just saying that we connected online about a month ago, but then we realized we actually met in real life in Portugal a year and a half ago at an event. And I love how small and connected the world is. Because when we first were chatting online, I didn't really piece it together. And then just last night, I was thinking, I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally remember that quick conversation we had. Yeah, it's like sometimes these little snippets and then you see someone and I go, wow, where do I know that person from? How do I remember them? And so I called my husband and I was like, did we meet her somewhere? (laughs) So just piecing all the pieces together. And that's what it was because then I was looking and I was like, wait a second, you live, I'm like, I'm pretty sure it lived in Amsterdam. And then when I saw it, I was like, yeah, I remember it. Yeah. You know, I always say the world is such a small and connected place and it's situations like this where it just proves it to be true. So true. And I think within the online space as well, it gets even smaller where like you're six degrees of separation from everyone, essentially, I feel at some point, or I have clients and they go, oh yeah, I worked with that person and that person did this. Like, Okay. So we're all very connected. (laughs) We're all very connected. Well, anyways, Kelsey, thank you so much for being here today. I'm super excited for our conversation. Me too. I'm so, thank you so much for having me. So I'm really interested in the work that you're doing. Um, can you tell us actually a little bit about your story and if you've always been into this line of work or if you've always had these gifts to help people process, you know, energies in their body? Um, so definitely not always what I've done. <laughs> so what did you do before? <laughs> what was your life like? Tell us. Oh, my life, um, was not that great. I will be completely and totally honest in that. It was, um, I, so I worked in corporate for a long time. I always worked in business development mostly in a couple of different areas and really just like that hyper masculine hustle, hustle, hustle. The only thing that matters is like, hitting your numbers and like hanging out with the boys and doing all these things. But I had just had this deep down like pain that I was living with that I was processing through drugs and alcohol and being like hypersexual and the fun girl all the time, right? The party girl. But yeah, so what led me to what I do now in terms of really helping people to come into their bodies, be able to process trauma and emotions on a cellular level within the body um, was just my own healing journey. I am a survivor of childhood sexual abuse um, and rape. And then along with that came depression and then all of the addiction issues and things like this. And so um, I spent a decade trying to heal myself, mm. desperately trying to save myself because... I remember one day I was talking to my ex-husband and I just looked at him and I said, I can't do this anymore. It hurts so much to be alive. And I just wish that I had the guts to end it, but I don't. Mm. And so I just lived with this pain. And eventually one day I just went, I can't do this anymore. And so 
after like doing all the certifications and, and as many of us do and all the things and going to all the healers and trying all the things. One day I just went, I'm done. I'm done. And I left my marriage and everything just changed from there. I started my business and I just like staked my claim in no longer being the wounded woman. Mm -hmm. So how old were you when all of this transition happened? Like, let's go into that. Yeah. So I was, gosh, I'm like, how old was I? <laughs> You're like, how old it. am I? <laughs> Sometimes I have to think about it, especially with this year. People ask me my age and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and what is it? I'm like, I don't know. How old are you? I don't know. I'm like, I feel like time's just sort of a thing. But, but looking back at your journey for, you know, at that point where you were just like, I am done. Yeah. So when, I when was, was that moment for you? I was 27. Okay. And I was just, oh, I didn't think that I was really that person that didn't think I would make it to 30 years old mm -hmm. because I was so hard on my body. Mm -hmm. Trying to fill the pain with whatever you could or the emptiness with whatever you could, whether it's substances, whether you said it was sex, whether it's like whatever, just like literally doing anything and everything to void that yeah. where you were just exhausted. Yeah. Anything and everything I could do to escape my human body, mm -hmm. I did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you've heard of like the 27 Club, which is like Kurt Cobain and all these people. I think all of these celebrities, I'm likening myself to a celebrity, but... <laughs> but you but know. it's interesting because as you said that too, when I turned 27, that's where I reached my point where I was like, I'm done. And I walked away, you know, it came in a different way, but that's when I grabbed a backpack and I'm like, I don't want any of this. I need to go experience more. Like there's, I need to get out. I need to see. And I had this moment where it was like, that's it. So I find around that age, I love that you kind of bring this up because I feel like it's just like this point where it's like, I'm not going to continue to live my whole life like this. And it's been a catalyst year for a lot of people, big change. I or, completely agree with you. Yeah. Or, or in the or other direction. The other way, right? Yeah. yeah. I completely agree with you. And it was really this point where I just got so sick of my own shit. Mm -hmm. I was tired of myself. I was tired mm -hmm. of feeling miserable. I was tired of all of these things. And I knew, okay, I either step in this direction or 20 years from now, I'm still going to be singing the same old song. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't do that. Yeah. So what happened? So you left your marriage. Yeah. Of how how long were you married for? So we were married for eight years. I got married quite young. Okay. And um, yeah, we were married for eight years and I was living in another country with him and all of these things. And I thought, oh, I could never live without him. You know, that this hole where you find your safety in someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's funny because the way that it happened is we had been trying to leave each other for a couple of years, but we always came back. And I finally just had this moment where I went, this is not, this is not for me. Mm -hmm. And, and I knew it, but I went and did ayahuasca. Oh, interesting. We actually just today released or yesterday released an episode around ayahuasca. So I love it. It was the first Did time I you? spoke about it on the podcast. So tell us, what was your experience like? Beautiful. Yeah. Um, my experience was, oh, otherworldly. I was there with two other women who are also biracial, mixed race, half black, half white, going through their own experiences. And for me, it was just dark. I cried, like sobbed, heaved, mourned down to the depths of my soul for eight hours. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then my ex-husband picked me up. And in the car, I just said, I'm done. And he said, okay, 
And we went home and right then and there, we went, okay, this is how we're splitting our debt. This is how, this is who's going to buy the house. And then we just said, I love you. And that was it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So what happened next? What was the, like the split? What was it like? It was amicable. It's yeah. nice. It sounds like it was supportive. Like he was sort of at that point too. And you knew it was just like, it's, it's time. I love Completely. you. Thank you. Yes. Let's go our separate ways. Completely. And it wasn't that we didn't love each other. We just weren't meant to be together. Yeah. So we supported each other through all of that. And um, I moved out and we were still friends. We shared a dog. So just still texting each other, even as we started dating new people, talking to each other about all of that as well. Really that type of relationship and friendship. Um, and then I just went, I cannot be at my job anymore. I, I can't live my old life at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. It's like the costume doesn't fit. It's like you can't go and put that costume back on because it's just not the right one for your soul. Completely. And I was working at a job with a bunch of alcoholics and people who were doing a bunch of drugs. And this was how we sustained and, you know, worked 85 hours a day and all of these things. And I was changing. Where were you? Just context wise, what city were you, were you in? I just sort of want to get a feel for the, the vibe. Yeah. So I was actually in Amsterdam. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So I was still very in liberal place. Yeah. 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 And, um, <laughs> Yeah, it just was what it was. It was a lot of the people, not like that at every company, but yeah. So, and I was just moving into this new place and then surrounded by all of these reminders about who I didn't want to be. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I had, I was not looking for a relationship, but I had found and fell in love with the most incredible man. And oh, wow, I just, just thinking about him, I'm like, ah. Um, and he just said to me, he's like, go quit, start your business. And he was the one who actually saw within me the things that I was too afraid to admit, Mm. the gifts that I had. Mm. So he said, go, I'll support you. It's so beautiful because it seems so easy, not easy, but graceful, supported, like just there's something about it that's just you know, often we can build things up to be a really big decision. It's like in all of the resistance, even though you know in every cell of your body that this is what you're meant to do. It's like the resistance can be so heavy that it causes you so much pain. But the way that you're describing this and the way that I'm feeling it, there's an ease with it. It's like, you know what? You're you're not happy? Change. Yes. And it's that simple, you know, and often <laughs> it can be that simple, but we complicate it. <laughs> you're so right. We, we, we uh, like mourn over the decision or just go back and forth and ask everyone and make all of these lists and just, do you desire it? Something a friend of mine, uh, it's just reminding me something that she says often is like, when you worry about something in the future, I'm going to butcher this quote, but when you worry about something in the future, you're actually like putting that stress on your body twice because you're worrying about something before and then you have to go through it again. It's like, so don't worry about it. Just make a decision, go. And then you don't know where your life's going to, you know, which way it can go when you make that different choice. I love that so much. And it's true because you relive it and the brain is so powerful in that your body will start to feel all of these things. And then suddenly you're in the anxiety and you're in the trauma and you're in all of that. When really most of the time when we do make the decision or we step forward, it's just like, okay, I did (laughs) it. (laughs) What's next? Oh, that wasn't as bad. Like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Okay. So I love that. So you had this beautiful human come into your life and say, I'll support you. Go. Yes. 
It was just so beautiful. I had never really felt that supported by a man in my life. I'd never really let anybody support me that way because of my own wounds, from mm-hmm. my biological father and then being raped and all of these things. I just, I let men get close to me, but mm-hmm. only in the sense that, for example, my first husband was really feeling that father wound mm-hmm. of I searched for the safety in him that I desperately wanted for my biological father. And I didn't like this new human. He wasn't that at all. Mm -hmm. And meeting each other, we actually sparked this insane spiritual awakening within each other. He went from, I will, I, I laugh because one of the first times we hung out, I was starting to really get into myself and I was starting to love myself for the first time where I had read all the books, but I was starting to understand it. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, be careful about loving yourself too much, you know, because we're conditioned to think that it's arrogance. Mm. And I went, okay. <laughs> and then like, sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right. <laughs> and then suddenly, you know, and he was all science, 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 no belief in anything else. And then suddenly we had the spiritual awakening together and he went, I get you. Uh, world flipped completely upside down where he was like, I'm feeling the entire universe. I can see sacred geometry. It was crazy. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so that's what happened. And we had this beautiful moment and yeah. And I started healing even more because what mm-hmm. I realized is once I quit my job, I thought I would just start my business the next day, but I had so much trauma yeah. in my body stored where it was like, suddenly when, oh, because the rope was pulled so tight when I had to get up and go to work and do all of those things. And suddenly it was released. So Mm -hmm. I started to feel. Mm -hmm. Your body started to relax. You started coming down into your body. And as you did, like you said, there was the trauma there. You could go and you could begin to process or unpack or release and start actually doing the work. Whereas when the rope was so tight, there there was, you, you couldn't do anything. Exactly. And it was a lot of the head work. Yeah. Because to go into the body was just, was so unsafe. And I, I spent weeks on the couch because it was, it was so deep from childhood things that I was carrying from like almost out of the womb. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I started processing all of that and then slowly started showing up for myself in a different way. Who do I want to be? Who's this new person? What do I want to create? My life has never been the same since. Beautiful. So what did you do during that time to help process and allow yourself to feel like what did you find really helped you in terms of tools or rituals or anything? Like what did you go to? So the first thing that I started doing was moving my body and not in the way where I had been going to the gym and lifting the weights and doing the hard things. Um, but it was very linear. Like these are the workouts that I'm doing. This is the yoga position that I'm doing. And I just started moving my body in the way it wanted to be moved, asking my body what it wanted and starting this relationship and then allowing myself to grieve, Mm -hmm. not without trying, without trying to fix myself, without trying to move through it, without saying something's wrong. Let me put a mindset tool on it. It was just like, this is okay. Feel it and be in it. And then um, I started a, a meditation practice and that was really, really important for me because I had the busiest, most, I was so mean to myself in my mind, you know, my own worst enemy. And so getting those thoughts in control and bringing that energy down from my head into my body was so important. Mm-hmm. So important. Um, I did started doing a lot of energy work and I started 
talking about the things that actually happened to me. I had mm. never told anyone before that, that I was raped. Mm -hmm. So I let myself be witnessed and held and supported. Mm. Being seen in that way and actually, you know, shining light on those parts that we can push down, right? Because we almost like want to keep ourselves safe. So we push them down. We pretend like they're not there. We try to fill the void, but actually sort of opening ourselves out up and giving it air. It really can transform the energy. On deep levels that the mind doesn't even have to understand. It's like, this is actually, you know, giving the gift to your body. I feel like I was actually sharing on another podcast. Our bodies, I believe, are like the number one thing that we take for granted. We are so, or we can be so mean to ourselves, to, to not even to our mind, but to our bodies. We could just beat ourselves, our bodies up. I don't want to say ourselves, but our bodies. I think we do. I think we, we don't appreciate the body for what it is. And I actually, I actually believe that we are our bodies. I believe yeah. that our body is the soul in physical form. Mm -hmm. And so like all of our gifts and our, our traumas and our emotions that they're carried within our features and our cells and our tissue. And I think that, yeah, it's so easy to just be like, ah, it's fine. And my body will survive. And they are super resilient, of course. But what does it mean when we start actually paying attention? Mm. When we start tuning in and giving our bodies the space to heal and the space to want and the space to lead us in the direction instead of just going, well, this is what I think. Mm -hmm. What do I feel? Mm -hmm. What do I desire? And then letting it go there. But yeah, it's so easy to just forget about it. <laughs> take it for granted, like, you know, beat it up. And it's like, well, why? You know, it's yeah. also, it could be equally as easy to love it, right? But if yes. you have that, you need that awareness. And like you said, like we can build up, it kind of brings to the earlier in our conversation, we could build up these like cases against ourselves when you could also love your body. And then if you do, it's like, oh, that could feel good. Yes, a hundred percent. But it, it's also, if you don't know what it even feels like to love your body at that time, I had only known what it meant to beat myself up, yeah. to look at all of the terrible things that I did and the terrible things that I thought about myself. And then when you start moving into that other space, I remember one day I just laid down and I just touched my legs and I went, oh, thank you. You've mm. been carrying me for my entire life. You've carried me into all of these places and all of these things. And I just felt this, even now I can feel my entire body feeling with this gratitude. I can feel it too. Yeah. Yeah. I can feel, you feel it when you actually take that to acknowledge. It's just like, wow, what, what a gift. Yes, completely. And even just, even now I thank my body. Thank you for working without mm -hmm. me telling you what to do. You know? Totally. So how did you, okay. So you, you did this work, you, you found yourself healing, doing the, the inner work and really for the first time in your whole life, starting to feel in your body. Then what happened? So what happened is that everything changed for me, right? So I started my business and like, I think most people who start their business, we think I'm going to build a website and then I have a business that I'm going to make a million dollars. Yes. <laughs> Not always true, but yes. <laughs> yes. And then we realize, 
oh, there's so many other things that go with being an entrepreneur and a whole other layer of inner work that comes because now you're going, okay, now I'm going up against these fears. Now I'm letting my story be heard. And then all of the thoughts of, oh, well, what are people are going to go? Who does she think she is? Because I said it about people when they changed. And so working through all of those things and then um, learning how to gain all of these skills. How do I be a copywriter? How do I do all of this? How do I be a, go on podcasts? And that was a whole journey in itself, but it was the greatest gift that I ever gave me. Mm-hmm. In the process, um, I, I got married. I'm now married to my husband and he's also an entrepreneur. And we started this we, we just moved to Italy and we're basically spending the next two years traveling around wherever we want. And I sat down the other day and I thought, this was the life that I used to dream about with my ex-husband that I'll live when I was retired. Wow. And you're living it now. Yeah. I never thought that I would be here. I really didn't. I didn't think that I could do it. I didn't think it would be possible. I thought it was for other people, mm-hmm. not for me. So Yeah. It's powerful. And it's really interesting, you know, when you heal the relationship with yourself and your body, how that opened up so much opportunity, because that's really your business is around helping other people go through that transformation as well. Because I would love to hear about your work and what it is you you do, because it's it's so fascinating. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's funny because I was my first client, you know, and I still, I still am my client today. I still work on myself. And so, um, now what I really do is I help entrepreneurs, um, to eliminate the hidden forces of stress and instability, um, and anxiety in the body so that Mm -hmm. that they can create the results they desire with less effort. So it's really about coming into the body, learning emotional intelligence via learning how to process the energy in your body because emotions are just energy. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Being able to process on our cel- on a cellular level our identities, the things that have happened to us and unraveling ourselves from all of that. Mm-hmm. So what we want to create in the world, we first create in our bodies and then everything just becomes a magnet to us. It's one of the most transformational, beautiful experiences to saw a woman drop into her body for the first time. Mm. So what would you recommend for somebody who's listening, who doesn't know if they're in their body and they're listening there said, what, what does that mean? Mm, beautiful question. So what I would say is to close your eyes and to start to allow your awareness to drop into your body. You can even ask a question like, where do I feel happiness? Where do I feel shame? And we allow the awareness to drift into the body and we allow it to be extracted and we allow it to feel and pulse within our body. And if we can't feel anything, it's okay. You're not broken. There's nothing wrong. Just keep trying. Just keep trying. It took me so many times, so long to be able to do it because I just, nobody had taught me. And when I allowed myself to go into this space of, I wasn't doing anything wrong. I wasn't trying to get an A plus on a test, but it was just, it was okay is when things started to shift for me. So just allow the awareness to drop and play with it. Mm, I love that. Do you find for, because you do work with a lot of women, do you find that there, I know each individual body is, is different and has different experiences, but do you notice patterns in the clients you work with where energy may be stuck or where, you know, there might be certain patterns that you see that are common? 
Oh, yes. <laughs> so much so. And um, there is a lot to be said as well about, I would say a lot of my clients as well had some type of, and most of us do, all of us have experienced trauma in yes. some form. Yeah. And when we look at childhood trauma and not being nurtured in the way that we may be desired or needed, this sits within us and then hinders our ability to speak out. And Because it could be. Because it could be, sorry, when you, when you speak to trauma, it doesn't even have to be something like it could be, you know, crying in your crib and your, your mother or father didn't come to get you, right? Like that could be. And then at that point, there could be something within you that's sort of stuck that is perpetually playing out, correct? Because some people we hear trauma and often we think trauma is, like you said, it could be a sexual, like something, I don't want to say quote unquote bigger, but we, we assume trauma are these bigger things. Whereas in fact, it could be the smallest little thing that happened that caused energy to get stuck in our bodies that just hasn't had time to process. Can you speak to that? Completely. And I love that you said this because that is what people say a lot, actually, is they go, well, it wasn't as bad as someone else. We're not comparing. You Mm -hmm. could have scraped your knee on the ground and you were hurting and you were crying and nobody was there to nurture you and love you and support you in the way that you need it. Could be that simple. And it's just as valid and just as important. So, and that's also the thing is just because we experience trauma doesn't also mean that we have to fall apart when we process it. It can just Mm -hmm. be like a, okay, I feel it and I honor it and I move it through and whatever comes up, comes up and then I'm okay. Not always, but sometimes, right? So there's definitely um, this, this pattern of no one supports me. I have to do it all on my own. Because Mm -hmm. if I don't, I'm not going to receive the love and the care and the attention and affection that we all need. We all Mm -hmm. need it. Another one that I see is um, I can't hold anymore, but I'm going to take all of this responsibility and I'm going to be the person who does everything, but I actually can't hold anymore. So we Mm -hmm. create these contradictions within ourselves and we're holding on so tightly, trying to keep it all together, which is an illusion that, I don't know, some somebody made up. (laughs) (laughs) And we don't allow us to actually relax into the human experience, which is just allowing it all to come and allowing us us to move through it and allowing it all to be okay and beautiful Mm -hmm. and allowing ourselves to be witnessed in it. Mm-hmm. And letting it sort of unravel, right? Like it's like we think if we we can't relax, how you said earlier, you mentioned like your, even your shoulders are struck. I can see you. So your shoulders are up, you're tight, you're holding everything together. But even allowing yourself just to relax doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be totally like totally unravel. And even then you're going to be okay. Even if you totally quote unquote unravel, you're going to be fine. I think that's like sort of the point of this is like, it's okay to be completely. And it's okay to not have to fix it either. It's, it's completely okay. It's part of who we are. And I always like, I know this is something people say quite often, but I really love it is that you get through, you've gotten through a hundred percent of the difficult moments in your life thus far. Mm. You're going to be okay. I love that. Yeah. So it's, yeah. And we just, we let it come and then we change our relationship to it as well. Things lose their meaning. And it doesn't mean that the first time we process something, it goes away. Things come up. I still have my sexual traumas come up to this day. Mm -hmm. And I've been working Mm -hmm. on them for a long time. And they may always, maybe not, Mm -hmm. but it's okay. Can you explain sometimes with trauma, how energy can get sort of stuck or frozen or sort of feel like block, like that block there? Can you explain a little bit about what happens with that? Just so people can understand, anybody who's listening can understand what we mean by that. 
Yes, yes. So what happens is that I like to look at trauma as a moment in time. Something happened. It's like we took a screenshot of the moment and your nervous system. So the stress, the fear, the fight, the flight, the everything that's going on within you gets kind of trapped in that moment. And so the energy gets trapped in that moment because we don't release it. So it gets stuck in the body. And then what happens is as we get older and we have similar triggers that we may or may not be aware of, something happens. And then our body goes straight back into that, oh, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? And then Mm -hmm. we want to run. We want to fight. All of these things come. And so it's just a snapshot. That's really all that it is. And we just need to complete the cycle of allowing this energy to exit our bodies, allowing our nervous system to relax and allowing this really homeostasis to come back. Yeah. Sense of balance. Exactly. Completely. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to take a long time. Like you said, it doesn't have to be a complete, like, you know, meltdown when you go to these situations. It can, I've heard even processing emotions, all it needs is 90 seconds. I don't know if that's true or not, but 90 seconds to really allow your body to feel that snapshot in time, be there with it. Don't judge it and that it can be released completely. And it just, it, it looks, it looks different. Every time it looks so different. I've had times when it's knocked me out and I've been like, okay, (laughs) this is going to take a little while to move this through. And I just let it, I just let it come. And then I've had times when, you know, it's as simple as, oh, I remember something. And then a single tear just falls from my eye and I go, "Mm, okay, I'm all right. Mm. There's no right or wrong way for what it is. We just, the beautiful part of it is if we really just let it come. It just comes in the way that it wants to. And then we can Mm -hmm. usually move through it so much quicker than we think. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like we said in the beginning, it's like we build these things up. And then, you know, when you actually go and do it, like when you left your job, it was just like, oh, okay, that wasn't actually that bad. Uh, it's just the mind wants to protect us. The ego wants to protect us, right? It's And it's coming from a place that's really trying to keep us safe, but it's not really serving our highest good. Completely, yes. It's the job of the mind to protect us. And this is also how we get a, a lot of disassociation from the body. The mind goes, oh, nope, the body's a scary place. These things have happened. It's really because then you start to feel the anxiety and the sensations that come along with going into these Mm -hmm. things. So the mind goes, Mm -hmm. just stay up here. Just stay in the head. We'll be okay up here. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And then that's how the disassociation happens. But that's also okay, too. So I was speaking to someone um, a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about childhood trauma and different things, um, even sexual assault and that type of thing. And she's shared that anytime she's touched a certain way, even from her like loving husband, she'll touch and all of a sudden she gets this jarring like... <gasps> Like she can't, like, it's just this reaction. I'm curious from your perspective. And she almost just feels like her body just initially tenses up and just kind of like is shocked. Like, how would you process that? Or because you're in this line of work, what does that look like to you? Yeah. So I will also just speak from my experience as somebody who lived with this in my body. And so it's a journey. It's completely not non linear at all. (laughs) Um, I used to be the person that had to do drugs or drink in order to have sex. That was the only time Mm -hmm. I could fully let myself go and I could fully let myself just be and have no inhibitions. And when I stopped doing that, I realized how afraid I actually was, how Mm -hmm. afraid I was more of the intimacy. And um, so I just started working on it. 
with touch. Touch was the very first thing of just in a non-sexual way, changing the way that I related to touch. I remember one time I asked my husband, I said, can you just touch my back? And he just lightly touched my back. And I felt so uncomfortable that I was, I wanted, I wanted to run, but I just, I felt into my body for as much as I could handle. I didn't want to re-traumatize myself. So if it was too much, I said, okay, stop. And then we go back into it. And then, oh, at some point, all of the emotions just came. And I just allowed myself to cry and sob and heave and go through all of that until I could complete the process. And then the next time I went, okay, so maybe now my thighs. Mm -hmm. Right. And just really giving myself the space to start to relate to touch within a different way, whether from myself or somebody else. And then the permission to say, stop, Mm -hmm. please stop. It's too much overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And then to feel whatever I needed to feel. For me, it's like, I like to refer to it as this beautiful flower. You know, we, we need to bloom. We need to open up before we can allow somebody to come into us energetically or even touch any any of that. And so giving ourselves the space and the grace to go through the process, to start relating to all of it differently. And it's mm. okay how long it takes. There is no timeline and no rush. Mm. And the slower, sometimes the better, just to really slow things down. I feel like sometimes with, you know, even as humans, we want things so fast. Like we just want like, you know, it's just like, okay, I want to get over it. Like, let's go, let's do it. Like, but actually slowing things down seems to, to really help. Completely. We all want the magic pill at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <You> know, right. <laughs> where's the magic pill? But it's just the process and trying it over again. And then learning how to speak up for yourself as well, as I think is a very important one because especially as women, I think we're not totally taught to speak up for ourselves in the bedroom. We're taught to just kind of, okay, my desires aren't as important. What I want isn't as important. So learning to use your voice, to use your power and is one of the most beautiful things. And I think healing things we can do as well. Mm. It reminds me a little bit, even how you said how the initial steps in your healing was moving your body in a non-linear way. It's like being able to use your voice in a non-linear way, like linear being the way that you've used it thus far, right? Like just really being mindful with how you're using your voice, how you're expressing yourself, how you're touching yourself and exploring, you know, changing it, like what comes up with that. Yes, I'm, I'm so with you on that. And I, I love that you actually say that using your voice in a nonlinear way, it's beautiful. Yes, because we, we do get into these programs of these are the things I speak up about. These are the things that I say. Well, what if I spoke up here? What if I said this? And it can be so scary. I remember when I first started saying, I really don't like that. Or can you slow down? Or I feel very scared right now. I was terrified because in my mind, I went, he's not going to love me. Mm. he's not going to want me. I'm broken. And it was just the stories that I had to go through with myself and recognize and not judge it, but love them Mm. and then allow him the opportunity to also love me through it. So how do you feel now after going through and having done all of this work? um, How does life compare today to when you were 27 years old done? Oh, I don't even recognize my life which is beautiful because I allow, I was that person who wanted everything. I wanted the plan. I wanted to know what to expect. And now I just go, surprise me. Let me see <laughs> possible. I genuinely, I love who I am. 
I can say from the depths of every cell in my body that I'm so in love with the person that I've allowed myself to become and the connections that I'm able to make. And, you know, even doing something like this, I did not think that I would be this person, right? Yeah, there's something about stepping into you that is an experience unlike anything else. And if you're on the journey and it feels really hard, just keep going because you are really on the other end of it. Mm, that's so beautiful. And it kind of ties in even the concept of my show when I was first putting this together a year and a half ago. It's like, be you to fall. Like you are your most beautiful when you're, you're you. And it's really that simple, even if we complicate it, you know, like when you can really get down to the core of you, who you are and know that it's all okay, even the ugliness and the, the challenging times and the difficult times. And so that's why often we talk about vulnerable moments and vulnerable stories because it's all there's no shame. It's all okay. And it's actually a beautiful experience. Yes, absolutely. It's all okay. It's all part of the human experience. And the more that we just accept it and love it and don't fragment ourselves into, oh, that's a different part of me. No, it's mm-hmm. it's okay. It's, mm-hmm. it's all okay. The easier I think things become because the judgment slips away, the love starts to creep in and you rise. So you do, in your work, you do body decoding and face and body readings. And I haven't seen that, I don't think, ever before. So I would love to hear what that is and how that experience goes. Like, what what do you do? Yeah, so I look at pictures of people's face and bodies. Um, I can also do hands and feet. And from that, I can basically decode the hidden messages for you. So I see hidden body blocks, so limiting beliefs that are held in the body, using your features and your energy and your, your skin and the way that your body is shaped. And I can also just feel your body as my own. Um, So really being able to talk about the deep program of the body that you may not be realizing is running your life or taking you off track or the beautiful things about you where you go, hey, you have this gift. Do you know that Mm -hmm. it's there? And so being able to give people really a peek inside what their body is communicating and then they start to just release their body starts to shift um, and the program of the body begins to change and then how they show up in the world begins to change. So it's a completely revolutionary, beautiful uh, methodology and experience. Um, yeah. And is this something you put, like you, you created, you put together? Cause it's interesting being able to do that and see that. When did you realize you had these gifts or? So I actually was trained in face and body reading. And then my, my gifts of being clairsentient and being able to really feel someone's body as my own, it just grew from there. So I got some training. And then as I started to use it, I just started to open up so much. And I went, okay, this is a whole other level. This is something else. So I've put different modalities and methodologies together, some things that I've created on my own. Um, I created something called body current movement therapy to get people really grounded into their bodies and help with the emotional release and stepping into their next level. So yeah, it's just a conglomeration of me and what I want, what I'm here to share with the world. (laughs) So beautiful. So amazing. Do you have any other, for anybody who's listening and who's tuned into our conversation, do you have any other thoughts, ideas, suggestions, anything that's on your heart that you want to share for somebody who might be listening, who really wants to do the work and wants to really get into their bodies and just a little bit of guidance to help them? Hmm. I was just tapping in and tuning in before I answered. Um, Yes. The first thing that I want to say is 
be okay with where you are in the journey. Where you are is perfect, where you are is beautiful, and things can change in a moment or they can take a long time and that is also okay. What I would recommend is that you start just a process of communicating with your body, of calling back your body, of saying, I, I feel, instead of my body feels. Mm, Really owning it and not separating yourself from your body because this is how that wholeness starts to happen, where you just stake your claim and you go, this is me and I'm hurting here. This feels this. And then we just work on giving those parts of ourselves love. Ask your body what it desires. Ask your body what it wants. And one of the best things that I like to use in the beginning is the sway test. So you put your feet together and then you ask your body, body, what is yes, body, what is no. And then your body will move in a certain direction. So you put your feet together. What does that look like? Like in a, like a a butterfly pose, like you sit with your feet or you you sit and stand up. Oh, you stand up and you put your feet together. Yeah. So you stand up and put okay. your feet together. Yes. I should probably clarify that. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to, but people listening, they're going to try this. They're going to do the sway test. So yeah. Yeah. Stand up, put your feet together. Yeah. Stand up, put your feet together. And then what you can do, I like to clear my mind of any thoughts. So sometimes I'll go like, yes, no, yes, no, no, yes, no, yes. So that my mind isn't already deciding something. And I ask my body, body, what is yes? And then it will move in a certain direction. And I say, body, what is no? And it will move in a certain direction. And at the beginning, I used this for everything. I asked my body what it wanted to eat, what it wanted to wear, if I was going to make a decision about something, what my body wanted. And then I listened and I followed through. So I would be in the grocery store and and I would take a food and put it on my chest and I would say, body, do you want this? And then I'd listen Mm -hmm. to what my body said. Mm-hmm. And for about a year, I just did this all the time. And now I don't need it because I'm so connected. But that's such a beautiful one, I think, when you're just starting out. It sort of reminds me of a pendulum. Like for anybody, you know, like you sort of have like, okay, show me a yes, show me a no. But it's interesting. I've never actually heard of the sway test to be able to use your body in that way, but you can. Yes, yes. It's completely a pendulum. And then you can use it for, even for beauty products, for, for everything. Because your body knows also the fabrics that it wants to wear, what it likes. And so, yeah, it's pretty beautiful. Mm. And I love that you mentioned that too, like the fabrics it wants to wear, the food it wants to consume. Like when you start treating yourself with that level of awareness of being that conscious with the little details of your life, it's like you can really change everything. You can change everything. It's all of the changes, all of the things that have happened in our life started with one decision. That's it. And that's a beautiful thing is in this moment, we've all got one, right? (laughs) There's always choice. Always. Oh, my dear. What a beautiful conversation. Is there anything else that you'd like to share? Anything else that's on your heart? Just be beautiful. Be beautiful. Okay. (laughs) I love it. Oh, and for anybody who's wondering where we met, because I realized after it was actually in Portugal at AFEST. Yes. So I often speak because I've had a few other AFESTers on here and AFEST is an incredible event that normally would happen in different, you know, exotic places around the world. Hopefully, are you planning to go to Jordan if it's supposed to be in May? Yeah, if it happens, maybe, but we see at this point, I'm, I'm not making any like plans at staking my claim because I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> no, we're sort of, it's funny because we're recording this. It's the end of, it's December 2020. And I feel like the world is waiting for this year to be over. And it's like, we'll see what happens for 2021. Who knows? Yeah. Really, but, who knows? And, but I think we're all waiting with bated breath for the moment we can get back to traveling and connecting again and all of that in real life. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, my dear. This is such a pleasure. And uh, yeah, 
I've learned so much just in this conversation. So we're very grateful for you. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And it's been beautiful. Thanks for listening. If you love today's episode, we have many more amazing topics to come. So make sure to subscribe to never miss a beat. And since you made it this far, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at Samantha Roberto and tell me what was your biggest takeaway? I want to know if you're looking for even more support, make sure to check out samantharoberto.com for more information about my coaching packages and stay tuned because next week we have another incredible episode being dropped. And don't worry, if you're super eager, we have a whole bunch of binge-worthy, life-changing episodes already posted so you can keep going there. Remember, you are most beautiful when you are you. So turn up your light and shine, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.